unhinged uneasy feeling that you are not alone don't worry it's just a ghost A shout out to Tia Mayhem and Tanya Venom of Stormstress for providing the incredible intro music for this podcast. Come to me, my pretty little listeners. We have two contests running right now on It's Just a Ghost. The first one is for our listeners, that's you, to send in your fiction or nonfiction haunted doll story by October 24th, so you still have a little bit of time, but you're running out, please email those to us at it's just a ghost podcast at yahoo.com for a chance to win some merch from our store. The second contest that will be running throughout October is the famous movie line contest. So in each of the eight episodes during October, There will be one famous horror movie line in each episode. To participate in this contest, you need to write down the horror movie line and what movie it is from and email them to it's just a ghost podcast at yahoo.com. It's up to you how many that you email in. For each one that you send in will be an entry into the random drawing that will be done on Halloween. The winner of this contest will be mailed an 11 by 14 Scream art print by Tenebrific Graphics. You can view the print on the website. So for more information on these two contests, please visit our website at itsjustaghostpodcast.com and click on the contest link. This is episode 41 of It's Just a Ghost in the second of four episodes surrounding our October haunted doll theme. Before I get into my fiction story, I adopted a haunted doll, I would like to tell you about Robert, who has earned the reputation as the most haunted doll in the world. Science tells us dolls are inanimate objects, But those who care for Robert the doll and the thousands who visit him each year know better. Lights flicker, cameras malfunction. Letters of apology arrive on a daily basis from former visitors begging for Robert's forgiveness as they were rude and made jokes towards him during their visit to the East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida, where Robert now resides. But long before all of this, As legend has it, Robert was the beloved companion of Robert Eugene Otto, referred to as Gene, and in some cases, Otto, who as a child received the doll as a birthday gift from his grandfather. He is one of a kind handmade by the Steiff Company of Germany around the turn of the century. Standing 40 inches tall and stuffed with wood wool known as Excelsior, He is dressed in a sailor suit and once bore paint features not unlike those of a jester. Robert was said to have been purchased by Jean's grandfather while on a visit to Germany in 1904. Stories of the doll's odd behavior began early with reports of the doll changing expressions and moving around the house on its own. One theory says that Jean himself unleashed the doll's powers by blaming his childhood misdeeds on the life-size doll who wore his clothes and had his name. 
Those who lived in the house reported hearing Jean talking to Robert. Perhaps not that unusual. Only Robert seemed to be talking back in a different voice. Soon after, mutilated toys and mysterious happenings would appear in the home, only to have Jean proclaim each time, Robert did it. Though the autos didn't quite believe Jean, it was reported that they could hear the airy sound of Robert giggling around the house, and passers-by even claimed to have seen a small doll moving from window to window. Robert was eventually moved to the attic, where he remained for a number of years. Jean inherited his family's Key West mansion after his parents passed, at which time Robert returned to his old bedroom. Jean's turret room on the second floor. By then, Jean had been working as an artist, and local folklore insists that Jean would spend his days alone in his mansion, painting with his old friend Robert. Jean eventually married, and many tales of his wife's disdain for Robert arose. Conflicting rumors surfaced some alleging that Jean died from insanity after his wife insisted Robert be locked in the attic, while others report that Jean died with Robert by his side. Jean died in 1974, and when a new owner moved into the house on Eaton Street, their 10-year-old daughter was delighted to find Robert the doll in the attic. But her delight ended when she claimed that Robert was alive and that the doll wanted to hurt her. She awoke often in the middle of the night, screaming in fear, and told her parents that Robert had moved about in the room. It wasn't long before Robert the doll was given to the Fort East Martella Museum in Key West, Florida, where he remains to this day. Another legend states that Jean actually received the doll, not from his grandfather, but it was a gift from a servant who worked for his parents. Many believe that the origin of Robert's evil lies within the woman who supposedly mistreated by her bosses and to punish them is believed that she cursed the doll with voodoo and black magic. That might explain the many mysteries and frightening experiences people have had with Robert. But if so, wouldn't the haunting have ended when the owners died? No one really knows for sure, but one thing remains constant. Robert the doll continues to taunt and scare those who come to view him, especially guests to the museum who attempt to take photos. Many have reported their cameras becoming inoperable when they tried to take a picture of Robert, only to begin working again when they left the museum. Robert sits inside a glass case, but it doesn't seem to stop him from inflicting fear and discomfort to museum staff and visitors. Some believe his hair color and his soul are both slowly fading. Visitors beware, though, as Robert's current favorite mischievous act involves casting curses on those who take his photo without first asking permission. To date, the walls near his case are covered in numerous letters from previous visitors and naysayers begging for Robert's forgiveness and asking him to remove any hex he has cast. Robert is said to be the inspiration for Chucky, the diabolical star of the Child's Play movies, as well as a series of his own movies. So, if you ever find yourself in Key West, why not stop in and meet Robert at the East Martella Museum? Visitors are welcome to view Robert in his special case at the museum, and of course encouraged to try and get a photo. 
though most who have tried have been unsuccessful. If nothing else, get a close look at Robert and watch him carefully. Try to catch a glimpse of him smirking at you, or moving about in his case, or watching you as you watch him. I imagine you'll need a place to stay while there. Not a problem. Today, Jean's residence operates as a bed and breakfast called the Artist House, and visitors can stay in the old turret bedroom. Well, that's scary stuff right there. Uh, next time I go to Key West, I plan on visiting Robert, I think, if, if I feel brave enough, that is. I didn't know about Robert last time I was there, so if I do decide to go see Robert at any point, I will give you guys an update on how it went. Next up is my fiction story titled, I Adopted a Haunted Doll. I was out with the guys one night after work. We grabbed our usual round table in the back corner of Rosie's bar. My friend Johnny was telling us about this paranormal podcast he listens to called It's Just a Ghost. He said he came across it one day and has been into it ever since. Anyway, on a recent episode, they were discussing haunted dolls. Apparently, it is the in thing to do to adopt a haunted doll. Yeah, it really is a thing, he said. There are websites you can go to and adopt actual haunted dolls. And there are a bunch for sale on eBay, too. I have always been a skeptic of the paranormal, mostly because it freaks the hell out of me. But I can't let the guys know that, so I sort of snickered. <laughs> haunted dolls, seriously? No, it's for real, man, said Johnny. You should check them out. You should go on and pick out a doll to adopt. Adopt it as if it were a child or a puppy or something, Dave asked. Exactly, said Johnny. Each doll has a complete history and description about its personality and everything. I laughed, and I took a swig of my beer. People pay serious money for them, too, he added. Sounds like a moneymaker for suckers, I said. I think you should get one, said Chris. Well, I was thinking about it, Johnny said. No, I mean Alex. Alex, you should absolutely adopt one, you know, to see if it is really haunted or just a moneymaker. I took another swig of my beer. That is just bullshit, I said. A haunted doll? Pfft. I looked at Chris. You are serious? He was staring at me intently. Nah, Johnny was the one who was thinking about it. Maybe he should do it, I said. Uh, I agree with Chris. It should be you, Alex, said Johnny. Shit, I was being challenged. Dared by my friends to adopt a haunted doll. I don't know about you, but where we come from, you never back down from a dare. Why do any of us have to adopt a haunted doll? I asked. Everyone was looking at me. Because we want to see if it is a real thing. One of us should do it so we can see if it is real or just a way for these idiots to make some money. I agree with Chris, said Johnny, and the others nodded. Okay, well, why does it have to be me? I was getting nervous and didn't want to be involved in any of this. We all have wives and kids and stuff. The dog could keep you company, said Chris. I have a girlfriend, I said quickly. Come on, man, she doesn't even live with you. If it turns out to be truly haunted, you can just trash it. Exactly, said Johnny. I dare you, Alex, to adopt a haunted doll. I didn't want to do this. It was the last thing I wanted to do. But, like I said, 
We never back down from a dare. All right, we will pitch in on the adoption of a haunted doll for Alex, right, guys? Showed it, Johnny. Count me in, said Chris, and I'm in too, said Dave. It's not really about the money, I said, but they were already pooling their money, and Johnny was scrolling through the haunted doll listings on eBay. I felt sick about it all. The whole haunted doll thing really freaked me out. When you die, you're dead, and you should just stay that way. You know, rest in peace. Not attach yourself to some innocent doll. I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. An hour later, the transaction was complete, and I had officially adopted a supposedly haunted doll described as having a pleasant personality and fun to be around. It even had a name. Allard would be arriving in eight to ten business days. Congratulations, the guys yelled in unison as they raised their beers to toast. I half smiled and raised my beer. Okay, I said. If this thing is really haunted, I am not keeping it. Deal, said Johnny, and the others nodded in agreement. I need new friends, I thought as I downed the celebratory shot that was placed in front of me. The doll arrived earlier than expected the following week. That came as a relief. I wasn't sleeping well, deeply concerned about the arrival of Alec. I believed I mentioned I was a skeptic of all things concerning the paranormal. But I am also aware that anything may be possible, so the thought of even the slightest possibility of connecting in any way to the paranormal, if there was such a thing, was damn close to debilitating to me. Since the night the guys decided that I needed a haunted doll, I made up my mind that the second it arrived, I would call the guys and we would open the box I knew they would want proof that it came. Then after they left, I would dispose of it immediately, wait a few days, claim the doll was haunted, and tell them I threw it out. I mean, I had nothing to do with the choosing of Allard. There was a lengthy questionnaire to fill out so they could match you with the perfect doll for you or your family or your life or whatever. I wanted nothing to do with that. I sat nursing my beer while Johnny used his eBay account and filled out the questionnaire. He read the questions aloud. I refused to answer, so he basically answered as if he were getting the doll for himself. It was all under his account, so he checked off the gift box and had it sent to my address. I grabbed the box from the porch and called Johnny. I told him I wouldn't open it until everyone was together. The guys came by an hour later for pizza and beer and to meet Allard. I handed Johnny the scissors, but he put up his hands. No, this is your haunted doll. You should do the honors. Do the honors, I thought. I never wanted this stupid doll. Everyone stood around the kitchen island as I slit open the box. Look, there are even air holes punched into the box, said Chris. And there actually were. Allard was approximately three feet tall, had curly brown hair and intense, and I mean intense, green eyes. Immediately, I felt like he was drilling into my soul with those eyes. Okay, so I have a haunted doll, I said. Let's eat. What, that's it? said Chris. He doesn't look haunted to me, said Johnny. I really just wanted to get the guys out of my house so I could drop Alan in the trash can at the end of my driveway. Thankfully, the damn doll came the day before trash pickup. We sat in the living room eating pizza and drinking beer and watching the game. Dave put Alan on the couch between me and Johnny. Dick. I thought. 
The presence of the doll was unsettling. I needed to get rid of it. A couple of hours later, the guys finally left. Try to get some sleep, all right, said Johnny. Let us know when he starts acting like he has a spirit attached to him. They all drove off. I grabbed Alan and shoved him in the box he came in. I ran down my driveway and dropped the box in the trash. I let out a sigh of relief that I felt like I had been holding all day. I had strange dreams that night. I'm not surprised given the doll wasn't completely gone yet. I don't recall the exact details of the dream, but I know the doll was involved. I got up early and checked to make sure the doll was still in the trash can, and he was. Of course he was, because I had put it there last night. The nightmares were just that, nightmares. I know this because dolls don't come to life and haunt people. I sat on my front porch and drank coffee while waiting for the trash guy to come. I wanted to make good and sure Alec was taken away. I stopped in mid-sip. Holy shit! I did realize something. I noticed something odd. The doll was in the trash can where I had put it, only now the intense green eyes have been looking up at me. The damn doll wasn't in the box. And I knew I had put the doll in the box the night before. I just knew it. I didn't take my eyes off the trash can until the truck drove up and the big arm picked it up, dumping its contents into the back of the truck. Even after the truck drove off, my eyes fixed straight ahead as I walked down the driveway. I slowly looked into the trash can for good measure. It was empty. Now I could relax. That night I slept like a baby, and the night after that, and after that. Then Johnny called me, asking about the doll. What about it? I asked. Is the doll haunted? He asked. Is the freaking doll haunted? He asked again when I didn't answer quickly enough. Johnny sounded scared. Yes, the doll was haunted. I threw it in the trash a couple of days ago. Well, thanks, because now Alan is here, haunting me. But it was okay that you forced me to adopt the haunted doll when I clearly wanted nothing to do with it, I asked. Did you bring it to my house, asked Johnny, as a way to get me back? No, man, I swear I put it in the trash and watched a truck take it away. Well, I don't know what to do with it. This thing is seriously haunted. I tried twice to get rid of it, and it keeps coming back. Johnny told me this about Allard. He said he woke up out of a sound sleep the first night he realized the doll was there. And he said the doll was standing at the foot of his bed, just staring at him. He thought he was dreaming, so he closed his eyes tight. But when he opened them, a few seconds later, the doll was now standing right beside the bed. His wife was sleeping and didn't stir. Johnny closed his eyes tight once more, and this time when he opened them, Alad was gone. And while driving to work, Johnny would glance in the rearview mirror, and Alad was sitting there in the back seat. The doll whispered sometimes, too, he told me, almost in tears. I can't make out anything he says, but the whispers are creepy, and I hear soft laughs. I tried throwing it out, but he appeared looking at me over my morning paper. I don't know what to say, Johnny. I really don't. Maybe try burying him or something. I, I don't know. Okay, I have to go. There has to be some way to get rid of him. I tried calling Johnny the next day and left a voice message. Same thing the next two days. Finally, I drove to his house. His wife said he was sick. The flu or something the past couple of days. After about a week, he called me. Hey, man, how you feeling? I asked. Jill said you were sick? 
Yeah, that's what I told her. He sounded desperate and scared. The doll? I asked. I tried. I really did. I buried it in the yard, but it showed up watching me sleep again. I tied a brick around it and threw it in the town pond, but it came back. The whispers, and it just shows up randomly and just stares at me and then does that crazy laugh. Well, what the hell, Johnny? And every time it shows up, it looks even creepier, more evil. And last time it had a knife, Alex. Did you hear me? The freaking doll had a knife. Yeah, I hear you, Johnny. Well, what the hell? It's your damn doll. Why is it after me? I think it's because you ordered it. You filled out the questionnaire. And you answered the questions. Alan is not my doll, Johnny. You are the one who adopted him. So again, don't forget to send in your fiction or nonfiction haunted doll stories by October 24th to It's Just a Ghost Podcast at Yahoo.com for a chance to win some merch from our store and your stories will be read on the show. And on the second contest, send in the famous horror movie line and let me know which horror movie it was set in. And for details on both of these contests and to view the 11 by 14 Scream art print, Tenebrific Acrylics, please visit the website at itsjustagoespodcast.com and click on the contest link. Credits for this episode are from freesound.org, Thunderstorm provided by Tim Gormley, and Children Whispering provided by Lab Chimp.